Recorded live from the wayofm.org studios in the fabulous Fetter Building in Rochester, New York, welcome to Transformation Thursday. I'm Penny Sterling, and my pronouns are she, her. And I'm Amy Stevens, and my pronouns are she, her as well. Today, we will be speaking with Veronica Susi. She transitioned three years ago. Through her transition, she left an emotionally abusive marriage, and she has begun exploring what sex means to her as a woman who happens to be transgender like us. In our second segment, Veronica will be sticking around to discuss the recent news that Owies is removing the female symbol from their packaging and how transgender people are represented on the TV show The Family Guy. But for now, let's continue with the time-honored tradition of the music swell and fade out. talk about change, Amy. Okay, let me see. It looks like I've got three quarters, a nickel, a Canadian loonie, and a few British tenors from when I was in London because I'm an international comedian. No, not that change. Change is in transformation. The topic of Transformation Thursday. Oh, yeah, that. Well, we're doing this podcast to highlight how much things change and how quickly they do it in society today. Everything changes and change isn't good or bad. It just is. The more we realize that change is just the natural progression of things, the better off we'll be. Now, let's talk about change. Didn't we just do that? No, no, not the last one. The first one, the coins, money, about how people can give us some of theirs so that we can continue talking about ours. Are you just trying to get people to go to our Patreon page to support this podcast so that we can continue our exploration of what it means to live in a rapidly changing world? Because although this is a labor of love, we do have expenses and by going to transformationthursday.com they can help ensure that we can continue to be bringing this fun and insightful commentary on the world today, plus get exclusive patrons only content. Um, if I say yes, can we get on to our next segment? Oh god, I hope so. Okay then, transformationthursday.com. Also, can you break a 20 for me? Sure, I can give that to you in euros. Okay, now you're just showing off. Welcome back to Transformation Thursday. I am Amy Stevens, and my pronouns are still she, her. And I am Penny Sterling, and my pronouns are she, her as well. And with us, we have a special guest. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, I'm V. Uh, my pronouns are also she, her. And welcome to our show. Thank you very much. So, V, you and I have been friends for a few months now. It's yep. been fantastic getting to know you. And I just want to first thank you because you're our first patron to be on our show. So I just want to thank you for believing in us and, you know, reaching out to us with a show idea because it's actually one that's been rattling around in my head. And so for us to talk about this today, I think is fantastic because, you know, Penny and I talk about this too. And, you know, we talk about it in our community a lot. There's a big difference between gender identity and how we are with our sexuality. So I think we'll talk a lot about that today. But, you know, why you give us, you know, in your introduction, you know, we talked about your trans, you know, we mentioned your transition and, you know, also leaving an abusive relationship. So, or marriage rather. So why don't you just give us the, you know, the, as deep dive as you want into who V is. All right. Um, I transitioned at 35. I'm 38 now. No, no, 37 now. I like to say I'm almost three. Um, I uh, transitioned while I was married. Uh, my wife knew that I was cross-dressing. 
but at the same time, she when I came out as cross-dresser, she's like, well, yeah, but you don't want to be a woman, right? And my brain's like, well, yeah, yeah. maybe I shouldn't say yeah. Or, yeah, let's, let's, let's hold that one. Um, and then I came out to her a couple of years later, uh, just before I transitioned that, you know, I took about a year to finally go full time and start hormones. Um, when I started coming out to people, she started telling them, you know, texting them afterwards. Oh, hey, just so you know, I'm not a lesbian. It's like, okay, but that's not the point right now. Um, I didn't learn about that till much later. Um, I finally left her because I realized that there was a bit of emotional abuse. I don't think any of it was intentional, so I don't hold ill will to her, but it still did damage. Um, I then left her a couple months later, started seeing uh, a friend of mine, and we started dating. And unfortunately, we just broke up this week. I'm oh, very sorry to hear that. Sorry to hear that. I know I've, I've, I've met both of you, so um, I am sorry to hear that. But, you know, I want to jump back. You mentioned something there. You know, because I think a lot of us can relate to this. I don't, you know, for some reason as transgender, non-binary people and people in this LGBTQ world, we seem to attach ourselves to people that I think are controlling mm -hmm. and tend to treat us and try to, you know, I hate the word manipulate, but it seems like the best word to use here, you know, but they're just very controlling figures in our lives and they, and they hold us down. Is that kind of the behavior you're talking about? Um, a little bit of it was, uh, I, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what was going on, but I know that I started thinking about things like, um, how I, I read a article from someone who had been emotionally abused and I, I just related to a lot of the things. Like I was afraid to tell her things. Like when I tried to come out to her, I was, you know, nervous and had trouble with it. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm making air check marks over here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like an if, if then sort of yeah. thing. If yeah. this happens and then this yeah. happens, then, you know, like little Jeff Wally, then you might be in an abusive relationship. Well, and I know we, you know, we were talking before we, we got on, you know, before we started recording, I almost said on air, but we're not a radio program quite yet. On pod, I guess. Is on pod. Oh, I like that. We should coin that. Um, but, you know, I think that's one of the differences, you know, between my, you know, my relationship with my ex as I come out of, you know, that marriage and the relationship I find myself in now. It's it's two very different things. Things, you know, with my ex, I would never tell her I'm now more willing and to be open with. And that's kind of a new feeling because, yeah, we went because, you know, when I'm in my mid 20s trying to figure this out, I hid so much of this. And to be completely open and honest with somebody about who I am is like, it's almost scary. Yeah, it's a completely different experience. Yeah. And so, you know, there's like this whole new side of me that's coming out after I've already come out. Yeah. I can't, I have nothing to add to this because I was divorced before I transitioned and I haven't gotten into a relationship since then. So I'm just listening and nodding my head and going, wow, this is kind of nice that you guys are having this. My, my, um, my connection with anything sort of sexual has been bad. I have not had, uh, any real, uh, emotional connection with, with anybody from a, from a romantic situation since I, I started, I've, I've been objectified an awful lot, but I have yet to actually come across anybody that um, I've, I've recognized as being someone that I, I would like to date who also wants to date me. Uh, and that's been, and, and that, that's where I'm coming from, from this. So I'm just, 
fascinated listening to you two talk. But didn't you have anything like that? I know we got to get back to V here because she's our guest, but, um, you know, anything, any cross-dressing, anything in your life through your marriage? No. Or, no? I basically shut down uh, when I was, um, when my mom caught me when I was like 10 years old. And uh, I really did not, um, I, I did not explore any of this. Uh, until afterwards so wow that's impressive that's that's very unusual it's not impressive it is depressing depressing. i don't know if it's depressing but you know i understand that it's like what i my entire existence was trying to figure out who somebody wanted me to be and then act that way yep i think we all can relate to that yeah yeah definitely yeah so it's 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 really you know the idea of being open and honest and really being yourself with somebody um, is is um, almost painful in its enticingness, you know? And, and it's like trying to figure out how to do that. And I don't want this to be about me. I'd much rather talk... I mean, you're our guest. Let's have you talk about this. I mean, what what do you look for in a partner? I think is a good question. Um, right now, that's kind of the question. Now that I've broken up with uh, my ex, I'm kind of like, okay, what am I looking for? Uh, when I left my wife, I kind of went on some dating sites. I looked, you know, for just people in general. Um, I don't think personally I want to date a cis man. They kind of scare me a little bit. But just about any of the other gender is up for the taking. Mm. I hear that a lot. And I can understand that. Um, I find myself attracted to cis men. And that's an issue because all the cis men my age are... Um, like Trump supporters and all the cis men not my age who are interested in me are interested only as a sexual, as an objectification. So that might be the issue for me. And uh, so, yeah, I, I really don't know what to do. Let's not make this about me. I don't know. It's, it's I think we could. I mean, v, should we diagnose her right now? I mean, if you want to. No, I don't. All right. <laughs> Maybe down the road sometime. Oh, but, but V, you know, it's, so you, you mentioned real quick, and I don't know how much you want to go into this, but, you know, as you're coming out and you're making that transition, you know, when did you consider yourself really full time? Uh, I considered myself full time on my 35th birthday. Uh, I, that's the day I started taking hormones. That's the day I started going to work full time. Um, but I started coming out to people about maybe nine months before that. Okay, so you started hormones and went to work like right away. Same day, pretty much. Oh, wow. Because yeah. for me, I waited a, almost a year before I started hormones. And then a year later, I started I, going to work. I jumped right in. My, yeah, I'm, I, I'm more like V. What I, what I kind of, what I did is I back-timed everything to the appointment for my endocrinologist. Uh, and so on, um, let's see, on September uh, I, I consider my Dave going full time to be September twenty uh, fifth, two two thousand and fifteen, um, which is the day that I started going to work as myself. And then I started electrolysis on October first, and then I started hormones on October fifteenth of two thousand and fifteen. Wow! So, yeah, and I backed. I basically, I back timed everything because I'd heard stories of you know horror stories about you know, sort of hoops that you have to jump through in order to get uh, hormone replacement therapy. And I didn't want that to happen. Of course, now I'm having it with top surgery. Yeah. The, gate, the gatekeeping in our world is very 
frustrating. Yeah, frustrating is a good word for it and an unnecessary. And uh, it's opened my eyes to an awful lot of, like, I want to call soft prejudice. That, you know, the the, the sort of people that uh, get upset about the, about the, the smallest things. I mean, we're going to be talking about this later, but about the fact that uh, always, or as you pronounce it, always. Oh, all right. We'll, we'll get there later. Yeah. It has, has, has taken the word woman off their products. It's there. There's not a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people who are okay with this as long as we're not actually, you know, it's like it, it's like kind of like Lake Lake will be gone where it's, it's as real as any place else as long as you don't go looking for it. We're as real as any place else as long as we're not asking for our rights. Yep. You know? Yeah, I agree with that. So we're going to turn back to V, okay? Yes. I'm going to pick up my microphone. I would and much turn rather be this about v. v. Okay. So V, so in addition, you know, you mentioned your ex-wife, some of the challenges there. But, you know, um, otherwise, how did how did that transition go? Uh, it actually went surprisingly well. I was very surprised by the uh, support I got. I have a very supportive family. I have one or two aunts or uncles that don't really support me, but whatever. Uh, my mom and dad have both been great. My mom more than my dad, but my dad's, you know, he's accepted me. Um, Sounds like we could have the same family. <laughs> There's some scary parallels. <laughs> Uh, my, I mean, like I said, but my wife said she supported me, but at the same time behind my back, she's going and texting people and saying, Hey, I, this, this isn't me. It's like, okay, it's not about you. It's about me. But I think that's hard for a spouse in that situation though, because, you know, when you look at this and this is something that's been said to me over and over is, you know, throughout my transition, you know, with with my family relationships is you're being selfish, you know, but at the same time, we've put ourselves in a position where we've pushed so much of this down that any expression of this does seem a hundred percent selfish. And to be frank, I mean, not to be frank, I don't want to be a Frank, but to be, to be very straightforward about this, you don't oh, want to be straight. I, I don't want to yeah, be, be straight. Let's, let's just go forward with this. Okay. So anyway, so, as we as we move forward, as you're coming out, this is the most selfish thing we're ever going to do for ourselves. But yet it's also from a psychological and emotional standpoint, it's also the best thing that we can do for us. And for loved ones who are unsure about that, that's a hard that's a hard line to to, to why leave. why can't we be selfish for ourselves? Yeah, it's you know? it's it's enlightened self-interest is what it is. Yeah. And, and I, oh, I like that term, enlightened self-interest. I'm writing it down. Okay. Anyway, so, but, but, uh, but this goes back to our Western culture. You know, if we look at our religious, that Protestant work ethic and everything that this country with the Puritans brought over, our self is supposed to be second to God, Jesus, family, whatever, you know, and now in the modern industrial complex, military, whatever you want to call it, we're also supposed to be second to work and everything else. And so by the time you get down to yourself, you could be the fourth or fifth priority, you know, after you look God, country, you know, work, religion, family, parents, you know, you're, you could be really far down that totem pole. So to turn that around was, was hard. And so did you get any of that type of reaction from anybody? Other um, than your ex? I don't recall anybody reacting in that manner. Um, 
I, I, I like to say that I was pretty lucky when it came to, to the acceptance that I got. Um, yeah, I, don't, I can't think of any examples. Yeah. And you don't have to answer this, but are you still friends with your ex? Um, I recently told her that I needed her to back off uh, just to give myself some space. Uh, she was texting me frequently, and it was interfering with my relationship with my ex and her relationship with her new boyfriend. So I'm kind of like, you kind of got to back off. Uh, she would like to be friends. And I think given time, that's probably the case. But right now, I just... Still too fresh? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. So definitely. So then, we, you know, but the other thing we want to talk about, and I think we alluded to this when we started this, is, you know, all of us have different sexualities within this within this conversation as well so and i always and i relate this story of you know when i started coming out my mom my mom said to me well are you well does that mean you're gay well yes i am mom but not in a way you're thinking <laughs> you know so i'm so I've, I've laid this out on the table i've been very straightforward with it i still am interested in women and so for me, primarily that I am attracted to cisgendered women in, in particular, but then also, you know, I, you know, I have gone out on dates with other transgender women. And so, the, but for me, it comes down to, I'm more into feminine presentation and that side of things, but that's just me. So, and people get that so different. So they just think, oh, you're transgender. So you're just a gay man trapped or whatever you want to call it, but that's not who we are. So how, I mean, you, in your message to me, how would you describe your, your, your sexuality and, you know, Demi something was in there. So I'm going to let you, let you address this. I consider myself uh, queer primarily uh, because it's kind of a mix of, you know, like I said earlier, I have specific uh, genders that I like and some that I don't so much. Um, but I usually say that I'm, uh, but i well, when I messaged you, it was demisexual was my my thought on it. Okay, and a lot of people are not going to know. Sorry to jump yes. in, but a lot of people aren't going to know what demisexual is. So let's, in your words, what is it? What is demisexual? Demisexual is um, being sexually attracted to somebody who you've known for a while or you get to know, and kind of it's kind of more being attracted to their personality than it is being attracted to their genitals. Okay, so you have to have some sort of emotional connection and be friends with them or know them for a while and develop a, re, you know, friendship or whatever it is some to, and become emotionally close before you're just going to turn around and lack a better turn, jump in the sack with them. Yes. Okay. That's kind of where I guess I'm demisexual then. I thought I meant I was attracted to Bruce Willis's ex-wife, but... <laughs> But I'm Ching. Uh, but no, I, that's, to me, the emotional connection is everything. Uh, height is nice too, but the emotional connection is everything for, as far as I'm concerned with that. And, and, and the, you know, like what, do, what does queer, what does gay mean to a trans person is, is a question that I've actually spent a, a lot of time working on and actually I've, I've incorporated it into a couple of my shows. Uh, it, it, it's, it's quite frankly, none of anybody's business really. Well, and I, you know, and I get asked, I just got asked this the other night. It's like, oh, you're dating a woman. Yeah. What is she? Human? Human, yeah. And then, and then, then the other question is, well, well, how do we, how do you two identify? I'm like, I, I still don't know. Well, sexually speaking, I'm like, you know, I'm, and so I always put on this what, what 
my girlfriend says about this question is why does it matter? We're, we're, right. we are two people who are, that like each other. We get along and what happens within the confines of our relationship is our business and nobody else's. Yeah. And actually it's kind of funny because my ex-wife used to struggle, as I said, with the fact that she wasn't a lesbian, but she started saying that she was a Nika sexual because at the Nika? time. Nika? Yeah. At the there's, time, a, there's a new term it, for me. No, you no, got no, me no, there. No, at the time I was going by Nika. Okay. So oh. That's actually legally my name. So I have started going by Veronica because I missed having a long form name. And then when I started going by Veronica, I was like, oh, I really like V. So. Okay. I'm not allowed to change my name again now. You? All, my, all my friends say so. Oh, all your friends say so. Okay. Do they really get a say? No, they don't. Oh, okay. But we're back to whose business is this anyhow? But, you know, but that's the other. So that's a good point, though. So even your ex-wife, I just want to differentiate between your now ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Your ex-wife evolved to the point of saying, well, it doesn't really matter that Nika, in her words, she was attracted to Nika in general and not, and the genitals, the boobs, however the look was really didn't matter. She was more concerned with what was in between your ears. Right. That would also be assuming that we were having sex. Oh, wow. Which we were not. Okay. I, I wasn't <laughs> going to ask, but I mean, it's somebody, you know, even if it wasn't a sexual attraction, she was still attracted to you enough. It sounds like at some point, maybe to want to keep you around. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, again, I'm not dating. <laughs> I am. It's like this is this is all very interesting to me, but I, I'm, I'm but I have very little to offer in here because this is completely out of out of my uh, area of expertise. There's nothing that I can comment about this. Yeah, but you. But I think you've made some great observations, and I want to make sure you're part of this because you're my fabulous co-host. And uh, yeah. It, <laughs> And I had the one who gets things wrong all the time. I can't even get the name of the freaking show right 40% of the time. Oh, well, that happens. That's, yeah. Thank God for editing. You're yes, not the and, one I'm, I'm, and I'm the one that's editing, so I get to fix everything that I want to about me. No, the... the, the no, it, it's about me. me, no, me. no, not again. Anyhow, uh, there, was, there was a... Uh, there, there are so many instances of, of, like you were saying, you know, assuming we we're having sex. Yeah. That, that that is that is my sticking point in this is the assumption that this is all about sex that we are transitioning because for some reason that we are doing this because of sex and that is not the case. I mean, I can definitely say that that's not why I transitioned. Yeah, I don't no, think anybody does. No, and I didn't. I mean, gee, I mean, yeah, I know. Oh. No, I none of. I don't think. But I, we've talked about this, so let's lay let's lay the cards on the table because okay. I'm probably out of the three of us. Probably, I'm guessing, the most traditional-minded when it comes to sex and orientation, even though I identify as a trans, a woman who happens to be transgender and who's also a lesbian. So, But for me, sex is an important part of a relationship. It develops closeness, and but it's not the end-all, be-all. I mean, yeah. so, you know, part as, you know, as we talked about here and I was talking with Penny before the show started, you know, yes, I'm dating somebody. She's a fantastic woman, you know, but last, but this past weekend, you know, we had the most mundane, I don't want to say mundane, wrong word, cut that out, cut Ordin mundane now. How about ordinary? Yeah, but we just had a regular, normal couple weekend that we spend together running errands, doing stuff together and just, just living our lives. And, yeah. and that's, and that in itself is a beautiful thing. 
Yeah, I think that's all we're looking for is connections and normalcy. Yeah, I like to say that sex is an important thing, but sex is not the important thing. No, it, it no, it exactly. And so I think people get all caught up on that because people want to label transgender people as some kind of sexual deviancy, and we'll address that here when we talk about the Family Guy. But you know, the truth of the matter is, as I've been on hormones now for. Coming up on 15, I'm over 15 months, now I'm coming up on 16, is my sex drive has diminished, I don't know how many times over from before I started hormones. And the way my, and now that I'm, but now even the way my body responds to things now is even different than what it was four or five months ago. So it's just a totally different animal for me that it's hard to describe you know i i describe it like this before i started hormones a lot of times i would look at a woman and you know my immediate thought would be on a scale of one to ten how interested in her am i having sex now i look at the same woman and on a scale of one to ten am i going to go buy those shoes yeah absolutely i i talk about i talked about this in my show uh schmilf life where you know i was trying to explain this to to a, a friend of mine and he was, we, a woman was, it was in a coffee shop and a woman walked in behind me and he said, I look at her and I want to have sex. Is that what you thought? Is that what you want? I looked at her and I said, yes. And I thought, and I said, no. And I said, I looked at her and I thought, you know, that empire wasted dress she's wearing is doing a really good job of making her look both elegant and young because it's short and makes her legs look really long and thin. And the way she has her hair piled up on the top of her head may, ex ex accentuates that sense of elegance as well as do, as do the chandelier earrings. And the gold of the chandelier earrings is picked up really well by the gold in her shoes, the gold in the hem of her dress. But that particular shade of brown is wrong for her because it makes her skin look a little bit sallow. <laughs> and that was the last time this friend and I had coffee together. He said... <laughs> Okay, and then he just kind of disappeared. Penny, Penny Sterling, Wordsmith. <laughs> well, no, it's it's, but it's true. There, and and you talk about this when you go on hormones. And I had an orchiectomy, and it was about, and I've been thinking about that today because it was, uh, it was uh, a year ago. It was two years, no, three years ago today that I had the orchiectomy, and I remember about uh, two or three months later, and and, and I was realizing that I wasn't doing that, what you just mentioned there, the looking at people and thinking and, 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 and judging them as far as sexuality about what, you know, would I want to sleep with them or would I not want to sleep with them? I was looking at them as a human being and that was because of the absence of testosterone in my body. So I'd like to say that um, I've never looked at somebody and said, do I want to have sex with them? She is I'm so not, much better than I, me. I'm oh not my shaming gosh. you. I would never shame somebody. <laughs> not to my um, face, it's right? It's always been the, <laughs> it's always been the, oh, I like that outfit. Oh, she's attractive because I like that dress. Um, and that's kind of the other thing I didn't quite touch on with my sexuality is I also kind of, I'm thinking, I'm still debating with it that I'm asexual. And uh, I've learned since that demisexual is kind of within the asexual sphere. Okay, so we got let's let's define asexual now because we've thrown that term out. So for our listeners who are not up on your sexual identities, V, please give us your thumbnail version of asexual. Asexual is someone who does not experience sexual attraction. Okay. It's just what it sounds like then. Yes. Okay, so continue on. Then. Sorry um, to interrupt. On a similar topic, uh, there's a difference too between sexuality and 
uh, romantic sexuality. True. Uh, so I would not consider myself aromantic because so it's the same idea, a being not and romantic. Um, cause I do look at people and say, Ooh, I'd really like to hang out with them and, and be, get to know them well. So I consider myself, if you, if you want to get down to it, as far as sexuality and, um, relationship status, I consider myself demisexual and, uh, homo romantic because usually that's people that are also women. Okay. I think I got it. <laughs> cool. Okay. You can explain it to me off air. We're going out for a drink after yeah, this tonight, a, anyway. There'll be diagrams and there'll flow be diag- charts. Yeah, there'll be flow charts. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to take some pretzels on the bar and make and make this work out for you. Okay. Cool. Does that mean I have to tie myself into knots? Ah. Well, I'm ching. Sorry. We'll put pictures on the Facebook feed. That's right. No, <laughs> we won't. Not of me, at least. Well, no, the pretzels. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, a better idea. So anyway, so no, that's you know, but. But this is all these terms and all these identities, you know, do you ever sit, do you ever, does somebody ever ask you a question and you answer it very honestly because you said you're the open book, you know, what kind of looks and what kind of answers are you getting back from people? Uh, I don't usually pay attention to what other people care about. I wish I was you. <laughs> I, um, I mean, I've had conversations with my mother cause I live with her. Um, about uh, gender and sexuality. And she's pretty much kind of same idea where she's like, okay, explain to me what that means. Explain to me what this means. Oh, I heard this term today. What does it mean? So we'll usually have those kinds of conversations. Um, so that's kind of the, the what I see as people's response to that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't like, you know, go to work and say, hey, everyone, just want to let you know. Well, no, I'm demisexual. I mean, no, I mean, I, I think that's going to be with friends or people that are closer to right. you, you know, and, you know, it sounds like you have a wonderful mom who's really trying. Yeah. And so you're in a fantastic spot because, you know, a lot of people don't have that support, especially, you know, even as an adult, you're you're still living with her, you know, while you make this change in your life. And so it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm just sitting here thinking about the fact that um, sexuality in in our country is so pervasive and and so regimented that any that anybody who does not subscribe to this is immediately thought to be um, somehow wrong. You know, it, it's you 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 can't it, it and. Whenever then, you know the the people who are are making us perverse or consider us to be perverse are are not us are the other people who supposedly are normal, you know the 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 ones who are the one who the, the the guys who after two drinks you know request uh, want want to start telling me they want to suck my dick it's not really uh, anybody's business about those things I just. I'm not the one that that can. Uh, I'm not the one that's making these assumptions. I'm not the one that's doing these things. It's other people, and it's like you said earlier. It's none of their business. Yeah, it's the they have a fascination with their genitals. Yeah, and it just it's it's frustrating. Well, and it goes back to you know we've we've always mentioned this at various points. You know, we're the especially as transgender women, we're the only group of people where it's. I mean, there's a thank God this group is shrinking but there's still this huge number of people that think it's okay to say 
Nice to meet you, Amy. What about your balls? Mm-hmm. You have know, you had ha- the surgery? Have you had the surgery? Which one? <laughs> yeah. I got my wisdom teeth yeah. pulled out when I was 18. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's now a that's perfectly what... acceptable answer. Absolutely it is. So, I mean, so where are we with time here, Penny? We're about 30 minutes into this. 30 thing, so minutes? You want to take a quick break and come yeah, back with some more? Yeah, I think this would be uh, a good jumping, jumping off point. So, V, thanks for being so open and honest. We'll be right back with more Transformation Thursday, probably here in about a millisecond. You know, Amy, I'm really glad that V is here. And it's really great because she's actually one of our patrons from our Patreon page. And if you're, if you are listening to this and you want to become a, uh, a patron too, you can go to transformationthursday.com on your browser. Yeah, and just remember, you should put in the www. I know Penny and I have this ongoing feud about that, but please put in the www for me. Because, but right now, no matter how you get to our Patreon page, we have seven patrons, and I want to put out a little challenge. Um, if we get to ten patrons by the time we record on November tenth, so in two weeks from now we record on sunday nights i know transformation thursday should be done on thursdays but hey more people are available on sunday nights, so that's what we do penny is actually going to buy me a swimming suit okay um and we're gonna post a video of us going to shop for said swimming suit because right now we're coming into cruise season here so you know i might need a new swimming suit for this upcoming winter and once once we get the swimming suit i'll actually wear it we'll take some pictures and but trust me this is going to be pg rated this isn't going to be anything obscene referring back to our previous conversation thank you Welcome back to Transformation Thursday. I'm still Amy Stevens, and my pronouns are she, her, and I'm going to go back to she goddess. And I am Penny Sterling, and my pronouns are she, her as well, and uh, I guess I'm she princess. I, yes, you are, and we've also held over V for our second segment. Say hi, V. Hi, V. Okay, oh, perfect. Oh, my goodness. Okay, she's definitely has your sense of humor. Yeah, and her and her pronouns are she, she her. her. Yep. Okay. She, her. So we're all she, her tonight. So there you go. So one of the things we want to talk about is always. <laughs> did I, did always. I, always. <laughs> that, that, so, that sounds like something my, my, my daughter, when she was four years old, and picked her finger. And she, I have an owie. Well, I, it has to be my accent in the it way. It has I grew, to be that it, Minnesota thing. <laughs> Always, 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 as we said here in Western New York, always feminine products. Anyway, always feminine. Pro- <laughs> I'm not even trying to do it, but it just happens. Always. Yeah, sure. You bet you don't, you know, <laughs> I need some hot dish. But anyway, so <laughs> always. Has been in the news this week, haven't they, V? They have. Why don't you tell us about it since you submitted this idea for us <laughs> to talk about tonight? Because um, obviously I can't speak tonight. I actually got a, a message from a friend earlier this week saying, hey, just want to let you know, you should stay off Facebook because people are being transphobic. And of oh, course, surprise. Of course, my first response was, okay, how are they being transphobic this time? Um, and I asked another trans friend, and uh, she told me, she's like, oh, well, always has uh, removed the female symbol off of their packaging. And that is like the biggest who cares item ever. But, you know, some radical turfy person over in Great Britain picked this up and ran with it. And now through the joys of the Internet, here we are talking about it because it really matters that there is a female symbol on your tampon, right? Yeah. It, yeah. Does, it does if you're cishat. 
Yeah. yeah, of course. And if you're a radical anti-trans, what do we call them? Trans exclusionary, radical feminists, or the appropriating radical transphobes or fart. That is so much better. I hope that takes off. Because there's nothing, there's nothing feminist about what they're doing, and there's nothing radical. It is all reactionary. And from the actual meaning of the word, they are reacting to this. I unfriended somebody yesterday with the, uh, this is an unpopular opinion, but you know, pick a, pick a gender. Well, I did. No, I didn't. It's my gender picked me when I was born. And why? And then the question that I keep on coming back to with this is why is it that important to you? Yeah, it, it shouldn't be that important. And people like, you know, you know, and there's some news, you know, out of Texas. And we'll talk about that probably, you know, with a seven year old transgender girl who's going through this, you know, parents are going through this huge custody battle. But, you know, the worst thing you can do for that child is not to give them the freedom to explore their gender. Nobody is shoving hormones down the throat or into the leg of a seven-year-old. Um, and the conservative right likes to make a big deal about um, hormone blockers, or not hormone blockers, excuse me, puberty blockers. Those are so commonly used even for young girls that get their periods too easily. These are these are common every place drugs. They they are used. They're not they have no permanency to them, especially with the puberty blockers. It's all just red herring arguments and it's just damaging. I want to go back though to the feminine products because always I'm, we should okay. always go back to the feminine products. You should, and I'm not going to say that word for the rest of the evening. So there you go. So but as a hockey referee, and I've been refereeing hockey for, you know, 25 years or more now, do you know what we wear? A lot of the guys wear inside of... Owies? Yes. <laughs> like panty liners. Really? Because yeah, because they make a... Because they're so absorbent, you, you and they have the adhesive on the one side, you strap them in, you know, you take the little tape off, plant it into your um, hockey helmet, and it's it's makes a great... Makes a great sweat rig. What a great idea. So, so... Now they can walk, now these hockey referees can walk in without having to feel discriminated against because they're not female. That's some the, of them. That's the, some of them. I, that's the important thing. That's the important takeaway in all of this. This is all about the hockey referees. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's not talk about the trans men. Yeah. Oh, binary yeah. people. Yeah. Let's just talk about the referees. Okay. <laughs> Well, no, yeah, there, but, there actually was a trans but, man. But, but, but there's just, oh, sorry, real Go quick. I, I know I cut you off. I'm no, sorry. Right, but, no. but, but the point is, the point is for me is there's other uses for these things that you're not going to readily see as somebody who is a turf or an anti-trans person. And so, and I think, but more importantly, there are definitely more trans and non-binary folks who are going to use these products in hockey referees. So I, I, I refer back to you too. Yeah, I, I don't know how much more I can say about this. What What is your take about this? You, you started talking about trans men. Well, so my response after I was told what was going on was to make a post on Facebook that said something along the lines of, I know all of my friends, and I capitalized all, are smart enough to know that trans men non and non-binary people also use, quote, feminine hygiene products. So let's not be shitty. Thank you. Yeah. And I've seen this in other places too. I've, I've, there was a uh, a fairly liberal college that uh, made the move to put uh, fem feminine products, tampons, and you know, tampons into into women's room, but then they also put them into men's room. And people are like, well, why are they doing that? And again, trans men mm -hmm. get periods, and it's it's 
what, and, and then it keeps on going back to that question, why is this so important to people? And that's, you know, I, I have my theories, but, uh, and, and the, the, the people that I asked this, and I've, I've, I've gotten to that place on these online arguments where I will talk to people about this and they will, you know, spout their lies and their, their half-truths and their fears. And I'm like, why is this point important to you? How is having a place to dispose sanitary products in a men's room stall of such importance to you? Why is taking a taking the female symbol off of a tampon that important to you? What are you afraid of? What is the reaction? What is the feeling? They're afraid of us. I think it's a, I think it's a little more subtle. I think they're afraid of the, their, the, um, not their own sexuality and the desires that they have in themselves of, of what they want and what they don't want. Because like I said before, just about every every man who has ever attacked me has started out by propositioning me, uh, and so that's that's what I think is is going on there. And one of the things that drove me nuts about this on Facebook as well is a lot of my friends who are, you know, they're my friends in real life, and in Facebook they made some, I'll just call them silly comments or silly posts. And, they, and I don't know if they really think things through from our perspective. Well, they don't, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but, you know, one of them, you know, I had a couple LGB friends that were making negative comments about this as well. And, you know, one of the things I commented on Facebook on my own personal wall today was, you know, if you're LG or B and you're making these comments about this topic, I hope you're, you're paying attention because after we as transgender people are erased, they're coming for you next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and. And people are like, oh, that's just hyperbole or whatever you want to call it. No, it's not. The U.S., you know, the Trump administration just made that argument in the U.S. Supreme Court. So, no, this is not an overreaction. This is the truth. The far right conservative want trans and gay people dead. And I think that's the part a lot of people don't think of. They don't think about the fact that they're coming for us. Yeah. It's important to our lives. Yeah. Because it's our survival. Uganda right now is making, you know, being homosexual punishable by death. And they are, and there are people going over there advising them from these Christian groups. And the, these Christian groups are funded by, I think it's either Chick-fil-A or Hobby Lobby. I think it's Chick-fil-A. Probably both. Yeah. I mean, we could look into it, but I don't have enough time. Yeah, these, the, there are, the, the, so this stuff that we're talking about is not overreacting. Uh, it's coded language. It's coded words by transphobes and homophobes, uh, all designed to marginalize us and to give them a target. Well, yeah, and talking about transphobes, let's let's transition this over to something that I can pronounce: the Family Guy. <laughs> um, so, there were, when was that episode? V, do you know? Um, I think the most recent one was about a week or two ago. And what happened there? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch it. Yeah. Um, but one of the characters, uh, fathers, and I'm, you know, hesitant to use the term father, uh, transitioned, uh, a few years ago on the show and, um, there was some pretty transphobic things that happened when that happened, um, including another character. It was Quagmire's father. It was Quagmire's father is transgender. Right, the- right. Um, and, uh, when Brian, the dog had sex with her, which, Again, let's not talk about the bestiality involved in 
in that situation, uh, he threw up when he found out that she was trans for a whole minute on the episode. Yeah, that no, that's that's typical Family Guy humor. Right. That, the yeah, sad- but also, sorry, I keep I keep okay. no, no no no. I, but but what preceded proceeded that was also the bartender looking at um, the transgender woman's phone and saying, "Oh, you can't watch." You can't watch porn at the bar, ma'am, and, or ma'am, and trying to figure out if it's really a ma'am. And then the transgender woman says, "It's okay, I'm transgender." Yeah, and that was the most recent episode. Okay, I, I don't, I don't watch a Family Guy. Ah, so, yeah. and then the response is, "Oh, well, that's okay. You can do anything now because you're transgender." Right. Yeah, that's and that's just this stupid, this sexuality, this sexualization of us that we talk about that is so false and just. For, I mean, I'm not gonna say it's not out there. It's probably out there somewhere in our community. But I, but the vast majority of trans, especially trans women, I know, our sexuality actually, or our sexual drive, I should say, decreases for the most part. So it's just this huge. Uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for here. I'm gonna step back and take a breath. Yeah. No, it's it, it's it's frustrating. And what's really sad about this is that because the creators of Family Guy had said earlier that, you know, they saw that this was wrong and they're not going to do this anymore. But yet, as soon as they had a chance to make a cheap joke, they went back in and did it. And it's more marginalizing of us. Exactly. And the idea that asking that us asking to be treated as normal human beings and to be aware of us and to make space for us in, in conversations is somehow asking for something out of the ordinary. That's That's one of the things that I find really frustrating. Yeah, it's it's okay to be trans until you ask for your rights. Yeah, it's okay to be a. It, it, that's exactly. I think I said that earlier, or something very much like that. It's it's okay to be trans until we actually ask to be respected, and then it's not okay to be trans. So I think we brought this full circle, is what they would call it. Yeah, I think so. And I really want to thank V for coming in and bringing up this such a great topic. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks V for coming in. Well, hopefully we'll see you on Thursday night. Yeah, I plan on being there this week. Yep, me too. All right, great. And we'll be back with a quick wrap-up right after this. So Amy did a thing today. I did. Yeah, you created a group on Facebook. Yeah, I did, and I also did laundry. Yeah, one of them them is foldable, and one of them is actually a great place to interact with us. Yeah, I I think the group will be a lot better for interaction. I mean, there you can ask us questions, you can ask questions of other people and it'll be fun it's a great place to connect with us we are always going to be able to answer any questions that you have and if there's something that you a topic perhaps that you would like to see on transformation thursday or if you know somebody who would be a good guest or if you want to be a guest yourself this would probably be the best place to reach out to us or anybody and uh talk about things uh, that are changing in your life yeah so it'll be a great place to Um, reach out to us but also it's going to be a great place for everybody who wants to reach out to other audience members as well we're really trying to make this in a true community and so please come online please find our transformation thursday group on facebook and you know look happy family but amy will do the laundry Welcome back to Transformation Thursday. I'm Amy Stevens. We're going to do a quick wrap-up here of this show. Um, Penny, are you still Penny Sterling, and are you still she, her as well? Last time I checked, I was both of those things. Oh, that is fantastic. So what did you learn today? Well, I was very interested in having... I'm glad that V came in and talked to us about these things. 
Uh, for me, uh, the whole kerfuffle about always uh, removing a, a symbol from their packaging uh, as, as some sort of, you know, the end of civilization as we know it uh, is just a, yet another uh, example of people losing their shit over something that is transgender, that's not even transgender related. It's just someone trying to be more inclusive. And that idea that trying to be inclusive is somehow taking away something from cisgender heterosexual people is just baffling for me. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And what I walked away from this one today is, again, it was just reinforced to me. A, a lot of people have this misconception about our community that our gender and our sexuality are sometimes tied to each other. And I suppose that could happen. But for so many of us, and I think the conversation we had within this room showed that even though you're transgender doesn't mean you're this from a sexuality standpoint. We have very three very different people in the room this evening we're all transgender but our sexuality is so different from each other yeah uh and I'd, like as i've said before if i did this for sex i have seriously misjudged a whole bunch of things but for now that's it for this week's uh transformation thursday we'll be back next week with another new show have a great night amy have a great night everybody and good night penny good night amy while we'd love your financial support, if you're not in a position to offer that right now, one of the things that you can do for us to help us grow is to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And while you're doing that, leave us a short review on why you love listening to our little podcast. Thank you.